My name is Matt Brown. But the idea that something so simple doesn't register to somebody, who knows what else they're capable of? It's about to be a new year. You ain't got to hide or catfish people anymore. There's somebody out there for everyone. Just post who you are and be true to yourself. Respectfully, of course. <laughs> Sensational. And let's start the show. Women women be so fine in a strip club, man. You just walk, you walk up to them sometime and you just whisper in here. Why you in here doing this? Yeah! Why, why, why you in here doing this? What's happening, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, a feel-good Friday, January 5th, 2024. This is your first Friday of the new year, first Friday, 2024. This is our first tweet cap of 2024, and this is exactly a week we were hoping for where there is nothing but but unbelievable stories left and right, north and south, and there's so much to talk about. But before we get into all the crazy things that happened this past week, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at ProcovalPod, on TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So how about that? We are already done with the first week of the year. There are 51 weeks to go. Let us make the most of these next 51 weeks, please. And I don't want to take up too much of your time because we had nothing but fun for the next hour and 45 minutes discussing the crazy things that happened in our world from Jimmy Kimmel versus Aaron Rodgers, Cat Williams making some wild comments on Club Shay Shay. We have The Rock coming back, Gypsy Rhodes, um, and other insane things that took place in the first week of 2024. So this is seriously one of the most fun pods I've had in a while. It was great to have the crew back in what seems to be relatively normal. I mean, you know, it's winter now. The holidays are over. It's cold. There's supposed to be snow in the Northeast. And yeah, the winter was coming and it's here and it's here for the next few months. So let's bundle up and stay warm. But in the meantime, we make quality content amongst these wintry months. So this is a really good show. This is me and Jose and Ryan discussing the top stories that took place on the internet this past week. We also make bold predictions for 2024 as well. And we certainly hope that at least one or a few, if not all of them, come true. So we look even better while making content. So with that, though, Ryan and Jose are here to discuss our crazy week that just happened. So here we go. Ryan and Jose, it's your guys' turn once again. Let's talk about the unbelievable stories that took place on the internet this past week. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Just one second, everybody. Two. 
Everybody, this is the first tweet cap of 2024. As we switch it up for doing things a little bit differently, but we're so excited to see you, Ryan and Jose. We have a great slate to start off the 2024 year. What's going on, guys? Not much. I'd like to thank Barry Gibb for filling in for Matt, who's out today. Um, he didn't need to do the whole song, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's I love a parody, it. I so we saved it. it. Every second of it. So there will be proper editing to that. So <laughs> we're working yeah. on some promos there. But Jose, how are you doing? Same as always. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully this hyped you guys up a little bit as we kick off a lot of fun this year. Um, As mentioned, keeping our normal tweet caps and then some extra shows during the week as well. And we'll keep on growing this brand. But 2024 definitely started off hot. We're only four days in at the time of this recording, releasing it on the fifth day of the year. And oh, boy. This is exactly what we want out of a tweet cap week. So where do I begin? Let us begin first things first with somebody who has been talked about often on the show and also a late night host that um, I think it's fair to say is polarizing, though I do have a lot of love for him. But on Tuesday afternoon, we had Aaron Rodgers do his weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show. And it seems things were going normal and everything was all right. We know Aaron Rodgers is known for sparking up conversations, if you will. And during the conversation, the Jeffrey Epstein list, as everybody's talking about, was released. This was released on Thursday. No need to really do a TGAP story on it yet. A figure goes together. The full document hasn't been released. But amongst this Epstein list and at the at that point, anticipating it, the New York Jets quarterback said, quote, there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, who, who really, really hoping that that doesn't come out. Um, that's exactly what he said. And then Rogers also continued by saying, I'll tell you what, if that list comes out, I will definitely be popping some sort of bottle. And there was a what's the word I'm looking for, like a Twitter troll, for lack of a better word, Colin Rugg. He actually writes this out. In his own tweet, and <laughs> Aaron, Ro- yeah, he posted the video, um, and um, he said the same thing. Aaron Rodgers will pop some sort of bottle. Jimmy Kimmel will be named. Everybody's excited. Put in the fire emoji, and um, then Jimmy Kimmel himself responds, "Quote, dear asshole." And by the way, he wrote "asshole." Yeah, two, two a- uno, two A's for Aaron. Oh, yeah, see? two A's for Aaron. I thought that was so funny. It said it like is Aaron sounds like one A, but there's two A's, so it was a capital A, lowercase A on okay. asshole. Yeah, that was that was intentional. I mean, maybe just to the typo, it looked intentional because the guy is Aaron. That's hilarious. Uh, then looked like a play on Aaron. So the quote was, "Dear asshole, for the record, I have not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein. Nor will you find my name or." any other list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-branded wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we will debate the facts further in court. 
All right. So that obviously led a firestorm with various opinions coming out, whether Aaron should apologize, whether it's that big of a deal, um, various responses. And the next day, Pat McAfee himself did, let's say, apologize technically for Aaron Rodgers. He simply thought that, in his words, was, you know, talking smack and just, you know, whatever. This It was a small comment that turned into this big thing. But ultimately... It um, has got an ugly. Jimmy Kimmel's not live this week on his show. He doesn't have a direct response. And Aaron Rodgers w- looks like he will come back on Pat McAfee not until Tuesday of next week, which we can respond here. But seeing this thing unfold, and if you want to trace it back to Aaron, to Jimmy Kimmel comments towards Aaron Rodgers last year, talked about. Um, I think it was the alien conspiracies and saying he had CTE and whatever. And I guess Aaron Rodgers clearly didn't forget. And he said whatever. Or if you want, if you want to go on the um, Pat McAfee defense that he was just speaking nonsense. But beyond anything, guys, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel right now? Well, Ryan, you first. No, you first. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Jimmy Kimmel has just got to fucking stick up his butt, to be honest with you, Con. It's just freaking funny games. It's Pat McAfee shows. It's not like it's a credible source now. It's like it's the CNN of sports. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, it. it is. I, Pat McAfee show? I mean, no one's watching ESPN, so yeah. I would argue that Barstool, Pat McAfee – just to name two off the top of my head, have far more influence on culture, sports certainly, and culture more, like more broadly, than uh, ESPN does, like as a whole, like Sports Center. I know that's why I know ESPN, ESPN used Pat all that McAfee, money yeah, to buy to him buy in. Pat McAfee. I get, I get, I get. They're all ESPN, but I'm talking Sports Center. I'm talking like the talking heads behind the desk, the stuff that looks like news on ESPN. I think that's far less relevant than the McAfee show by, by a considerable margin. And so I'll just jump in since I take, I take the opposite view. I think you should yes, sue. Please. If, as long as, as long as a lawyer agrees that there was libel, I'm not a lawyer. I won't <laughs> pretend to be a lawyer. It sounds like liable to me. I haven't heard everything he's ever said about Aaron Rodgers. I heard one clip that somebody sent. Uh, I listened to it. The clip uh, was part of a Kimmel monologue calling him a Karen and saying that he looks like a guy who would use crystals to heal his illnesses or whatever, like <clears throat> not liable. Uh, this is certainly closer, if not actually liable. Uh, and I think if a lawyer is willing to take the case, I think Kimmel should bring it, should bring it against all three of them. Uh, it's the reason Pat McAfee apologized um, the way he did. By the way, he didn't really apologize. He tried to explain it away. It's the reason why ESPN has not said anything. And I think it's definitely the reason why. Well, that's the difference. Aaron Rodgers is not smart. I mean, he's a smart guy. He just went to, what, Stanford or something, right? Uh, uh, Berkeley. Oh, Berkeley. Yeah, he's not a dumb guy. Um, so I don't mean it in like, a, oh, he's not book smart. No, he's he's plenty smart, but he's he's reckless and he doesn't understand consequences like the rest of us do. So I do believe he'll respond to this on Tuesday. And I think that's probably the end. Uh, that'll be when it's over because Pat McAfee is tiptoed around this. ESPN has tried to ignore this. I think Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is going to come in. He's going to double down. 
that again now the list has already half this list or whatever has come out you can check yes, it out yourself or, or whatever like documents have now come out jimmy kimmel's name has not appeared on them that's not to say they won't appear in the rest of the 900 pages or whatever i'm not again we're not talking about that uh don't, i'm glad we're not talking about that despite how relevant it is online today um I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out next Tuesday and he's going to say something about Jimmy Kimmel being a pedophile. Uh, and I think that'll, that'll probably be a bad day for Pat McAfee and ESPN. Uh, and the I New York Jets. Well. well, no, the Jets aren't liable for this. But if you lose your quarterback, well, you won't lose. Your, well, he's not going to jail. <laughs> I know, but you know the who needs is, this the Jets dark are gonna, cloud over the Jets. The Jets are going to – all that's going to happen is the Jets are going to just direct deposit uh, Aaron's contract to Jimmy Kimmel. That's what's going to happen. Uh, the Jets don't have anything. There, nothing bad happens to the Jets. This is not actually a football story despite all the football players involved. Um, but, no, I think Pat McAfee's show, when it comes time to re-up, whenever that is, I don't know how long his contract is for, um, especially if this doesn't resolve in fairness, the my best thing that could happen is that this does resolve in some way. Uh, Cause if there's like an open question about this still, whatever that is, uh, I think he'll probably lose money on his re-up with ESPN or if he gets picked up by somebody do else. Really, do you really think ESPN will not re-up? <laughs> oh, they'll definitely re-up him. Not yeah, ESPN him has no choice. And that's my only gripe in this. At the end of the day, you can't compare somebody with somebody with who's known for the worst thing you can do to a child. Yeah, pedophilia can I, is not. Can sure. I ask you? Can I ask you a question? What channel is the Jimmy Kimmel show or whatever? ABC. So all under yeah. Disney. Disney, Disney conglomerate. Yeah. So that that's that's not that's a lawsuit is not happening. No, I, that's why I think it will happen. I think he could sue it's Disney. Not, he's not going to do it. He's not. I think he will. I think we're not. So Jimmy Kimmel, just so a little insight here, insight here that I know or that I don't know, but just factually, Jimmy Kimmel has been doing this a very, very, very long time. He doesn't mm-hmm. look that old. He's a very, you know, lively individual, but he's been a late night talk host, talk show host a long time. He could it would not be weird for him to decide that this is his last season anyway. There were reports of him. Right. Um, stepping down after this last contract. Right. So the idea that a guy on his way out the door isn't going to sue Disney for a, a, you know, quintillion dollars because someone went on their show and spouted out of their, you know, out of their butt that he was a pedophile. Again, he didn't. This is not Mr. Pfizer. I think that's very funny. Just be careful and with like, that P word for the YouTube. I'm sorry. But unfortunately, so, it is what is. I, Fair enough. It is, however, I won't say it again. That is what's being, that is what's being said. So I won't apologize for using the word because it's factually correct. It's what he claims, but I will stop yeah. using it for algorithm's sake. You can't make that claim about a person without evidence. You can't. It's not joking around. It is not the. It is not about you know the other stuff like he does with with uh. Travis Kelsey or with uh, Ryan Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. Like this is not <laughs> the same. This is not even in the same like solar system as that other stuff, as the conspiracies about all these things that he, you know, you know, the aliens and stuff. This is nothing like that. This is a real claim about a real person doing a real crime. You can't just do that uh, in public on what is essentially a news site. 
Like it is, you, you learn about scores, you learn about the games. Like it is, you, you can not watch a football game, listen to Pat McAfee and learn about the football game. It is essentially a a source of news. And this person is brought on every Tuesday to say wild stuff for ratings and it bit them. And that's what happened. And they're going to have to pay up for that, in my opinion, as long as he's got a, again, and if a lawyer hears it and is like, actually, no, because he said at instead of and or whatever, then fine. I don't know the law that well. Yeah, I think that the law, you know, semantics are silly. But if there's some if there's a semantic way out of this, then great. What they should not do is allow Aaron to be anywhere near a microphone on Tuesday. He needs to call in sick. <laughs> uh, really, I actually want to see what he would have to say with this. Well, personally, online. I want to see. Yeah, personally, I do. I'm saying for the money involved and for the people involved that are not Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't trust him with a microphone next Tuesday for nothing. There's nothing you could say to me today that would make me give Aaron Rodgers oh. a platform next Tuesday. I'm not saying forever. I'm saying let it die down, right? Let everyone calm down. I would not let Aaron Rodgers talk next Tuesday. I don't think it's going to happen. But you, yeah, you already know Disney already talked to both of them. Aaron Rodgers is going to be on Tuesdays. Tuesday's case. Oh, trust me, it's Disney. He's going to apologize, care. and he's not going to do Pat McAfee dirty. If it's going to, if he just apologized, Disney was like the mediator for both of them. He was like, just apologize in the air. Pat McAfee's going to tell him, "Can you do it for me?" It's like me going for Matt. Matt asked me, "Can you please to get me off the hook?" I'm going to just apologize. Do I really want to do it? No. Do I really care? No. <laughs> but for Matt, or whatever, for Disney, or for Pat McAfee, and for his money, I'm not. I'll just say it. That's He's going to just apologize. Maybe. Funny. And his way. Well, you, you, Maybe, say in, you say in a uh, take the fall for me. I appreciate that. That was funny. But my only thing with this story. Record. I think it will at least it won't end until somebody makes a comment. But mm-hmm. all in all, did not have to be said, especially for how sensitive this is with the one few subjects that's off limits. Um, and my only gripe with Disney is trying to ignore it was the completely wrong thing to do. Whether it was a legal issue why you can't bring it up or not, just say that for a network that promotes how relevant they are given a voice to the voiceless and being very diverse. When you had the biggest news story of the week to start off the year on your network, it just seems silly that they wouldn't make a comment. And you have your other major personalities go on their independent podcast, such as Stephen A give his opinion there, which kind of proves the fact like Disney's trying to throw things under the rug as many other you know, corporations would probably do in a mess like that. Did did Stephen A talk about it? Yeah, on his podcast, he said Aaron Rodgers should apologize. Um, But the thing is, and and it's related to one of my predictions at the end of the year, at the end of this podcast for this year, is with Disney, you know, trying their best, with ESPN especially, losing ESPN in this last decade lost – all its major influence in the sport and sports journalism completely down the tubes. And they're just another conglomerate. Sure. They probably have one of the biggest names by default mm-hmm. and they won't run out of business. They'll always be there, but they're not, you know, the worldwide leader worldwide. They are not the worldwide leader in sports anymore. That's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying if they made a comment that would have changed, but if you want to stay relevant, 
you make the comments on this story here and um they just didn't and um then we won't be surprised why other companies are forcing Disney and ESPN to eat the dust. So <laughs> too bad. Can't do anything about it now, but we'll see ultimately if they want to wait for Aaron Rodgers to apologize on Tuesday on their network, yeah, it will definitely be um, something worth watching. So I think we could move on from here. And why don't we talk about another podcast <laughs> that got the people talking this time. We had Cat Williams, the legendary stand-up comedian, go on Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast. It was a three-hour show, and that show and that podcast was definitely polarizing by so many people. Cat Williams simply went in and just ruffled feathers, if you will, making comments to various high-profile comedians. This included Steve Harvey talking about joke stealing. This includes Kevin Hart being an industry plant. This is about um, who else we have here. There was Chris Tucker, Michael Blackson, Tyler Perry. The list goes on and on and on. Cedric, yep. Cedric the Entertainer, a big one there. Um, calling him a joke stealer as well. So, yeah. <clears throat> hey, it got the numbers over 6 million views in 24 hours. Shannon Sharp's podcast is awesome, as well as Nightcap, my personal favorite pod <laughs> right now. But focus at a club, Shay Shay, it was something else. And as the day's gone on, and I did hear the show, you know, in anything, Cat told his side of the story. You know, a lot of people thought he fell off, but he was just a touring comedian. And I guess if you had the opinions and views that Cat has, it's not much of a surprise why he's not been a mainstream. Not been booked, comedian. yeah. But regardless, though, he you know, does the typical stand-up circuit. And I'm sure he probably gained some more fans from this interview, but he's also definitely turned a lot of people off. Like I said, this is a very polarizing interview, but let me again, start with your guys' reaction to this podcast and what Cat Williams had to say. And well, does Cat Williams have to apologize for some of these allegations he said? And there are people who have reactions, which I'll pull up shortly, but um, tell me guys what you thought about this. So first things first, I actually like Cat Williams stand up. I don't think it's a problem that he's just a stand up now. I think that's probably what he does the most. Like he does that the best. Uh, his his joke hasn't probably aged that well, but uh, Tink, Tink, you can look it up. Uh, that whole skit. Uh, so funny. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he also he took a page out of the Rogers playbook when it came to Chris Tucker, uh, assuming that's also untrue in the way that the Jimmy Kimmel comments are untrue. Uh, that probably needs to be addressed, but the rest of it, I mean, joke stealer, I guess, I mean, if you, if you didn't steal jokes, then that's the worst thing a comedian could do. I know that, but if you didn't do it and you're saying that he's wrong, like then just say, I didn't do it, but that's one thing The that's one thing to notice here. No one has actually called out and called him a liar. Right. Which, which is interesting. Yeah, strange. Um, again, given some of the things he said. Uh, the industry plant one is in, in, uh, interesting for Kevin Hart. Because I don't, it's not even that I don't necessarily believe that, right? But my whole thought is back in the old time, like Hollywood, back in like the Wayback Machine, mm-hmm. everyone was an industry plant. 
you didn't have a career without the industry behind you. So the idea that Hollywood found a guy they thought was funny and made him big, that's not even controversial. That definitely happens like a lot. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and Kevin wrote a tweet out. He said um, he wrote cat comments is sad, but he didn't spend the opportunity to plug his new movie lift. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is, on which is exactly what an industry plant would do in fairness uh <laughs> always focus about the always focus on the the product uh yeah and I hey and kevin hart said and there was a resurfaced clip from the breakfast club um that he said he did drugs that cat williams said no i've never done that which is interesting too there you go i don't know to me that was a weird comment in that it wasn't even an insult it's just I don't know. Uh, maybe and I, I like people crave authenticity, so I guess saying industry plant makes you seem inauthentic somehow. Mm-hmm. Like you're willing to do whatever the you know the higher ups want in order to be successful. But I'll be honest, that describes like a lot of people. A lot Bobby? of people in your yeah, a lot of people in your life that you know would do what the higher ups told them to if it meant more money and, and fame. So I don't know. That was a weird. That was a weird one for me. The joke stealing, if they didn't do it, they should come out and say so. But that's not like that's not apology worthy. But the Chris Tucker stuff, if that's not true, I mean, again, you, you can't just say you can't tie people to Jeffrey Epstein without evidence. You just can't. Uh, that's too serious. Uh, my take is on it is he's Cat Williams is like past his prime. And yeah. half his crap. I don't know. Listen, I think he just did it just to say it. Like, he's on a, what is it, on a hundred and something date tour. Mm-hmm. Best way to sell tickets is start ruffling feathers, don't you think? 100%. Yeah, I agree with so, that. I mean, which would contradict everything off. he said. But, right. Hey. But he's, well, everything, this is cat wave. It's he's trying to make money too. Last five mm-hmm. years is like kind of a crazy rap sheet to, for me to go just like be go to see him at Mohegan and Foxwoods. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bridge for he's like five miles from me. Like I'm all right. I mean, I'd see him. And nah, I'm all right. Before Cat this, I see like five years ago. Cat Williams wilding out. Cat Williams. I'd be like, all right, I'm down. But I ain't paying ninety bucks to go see Cat Williams. For an hour for no reason. <laughs> but no you reason. gotta say and though. Think about, and think about it. The only like the Chris Tucker one. All right, that got me. I was like, oh, okay. But like the Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer. I didn't even know he was still alive. So Cedric the Entertainer is not that old. He has I, a I show on Network TV. The neighborhood. Does he really? I, yeah, swear to God, I thought he. I thought I was like, why is he talking about this dead man for? And the whole time I looked up, he was dead. <laughs> no, he's man, he up. talked about Bernie Mac though. Bernie Mac. He said he sold uh, out to be a movie star. Why you on Ocean's Eleven? Oh yeah, well, that's my I thing. Don't I don't play Bernie Mac. Yeah, but I'm with Bernie Mac and that one. I sold my soul to be on a movie. Oh. Yeah, that's that's the same with again, same as the industry plant. Same with the industry plant thing. Like being mad that someone is successful and did something to be successful, I think is is dumb, and that's why I have so many feelings about this interview because some of it, again, some of it I thought he needs to apologize for. Some of it I thought was just whatever. It's a way to kind of start some beef with some comedians, and then some of it I was like, you're just kind of talking now you're not even really insulting any i mean certain people will say oh my god that's so right he did sell out and if that's you okay 
more power to you. But most people would be like, yeah, I'd have been in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I, I, would, I would take that yeah, movie. Yeah, right? rubbing shoulders next to Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Right. Yeah, I'd be on the movie fast. You know, you know who get cat wounds rubbing shoulders with Suge Knight. <laughs> but he's successful in his own way. He's got his shows from before, and he's got his stand up. And I think his stand up is very funny. What I don't, shows did he do? You know what I mean? Like he did appearances and stuff. Uh, like he was a famous yeah. comedian. Like he's been on TV before, and he'll probably be a rejuvenated interest after this. Sure, and for that reason, it's good. But I just the the kind of the controversy around the interview. I think you're going to sh- talk about the people who responded, um, but I just well, think yeah, it's silly. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Hart. Yeah, but. we had the Kevin Hart. Um, we'll get to. Jeez, I just lost it. We have Kevin Hart, and then we have. Um, Well, well, while I pull that up too, but um, the one thing I know about Kevin Hart, he just paid his dues, but he just seemed to want it more than these comedians. And Kat said, how do you go for, to L.A. for a year and make it big? It's, it's just part of the game. Can't hate the player, hate the game. And Happens sometimes. That just happens sometimes. Um, and, you know, why are you upset somebody who's trying to do what's best for him and his family? But to mention the cat, the... Um, Kevin Hart said it was sad, then promoted his movie on Netflix. Um, Michael Blackson did a series of tweets, which included um, Cat Williams is top comedians of all time, but we all have to agree he's not the cat of 2005. Um, Thank you. I'm that's, so, that's Jose's point. And he wrote the top five black comedians alive. Um, Cat Williams better not be on that list. He was four, according to Michael Blackson. Oh Jesus! I like I, Cat Williams. You're me, you're being too mean to Cat Williams. I oh like Jesus! I'm not saying he's terrible. What I'm one thing he's cat- he's not top five. No one, way. Who's top five? But, I mean, you gotta have Murphy, Pryor. You know what? You put me on the spot. You gotta give me a couple minutes, and I'll get okay. you five. Matt, we'll keep I going. You, you give two. me the next three. But but he also Cat said he never got booed, but Michael Blackson said never got booed. I've watched Cat get booed in two cities. Since and forgot there were the other ones. He said, I'm so confused. I'm African with a fake African accent. My accent has me roasted every day in school and the comedy clubs in America. I wish I could get rid of it. Even my Philly accent is fake. I think I guess the only thing real about me is my D D E K. Um mm. So he also says that. Then we had Cedric the Entertainer write some tweets. He said, revisionist history. Regardless of whatever Cat's opinion, my career can't be reduced to one joke Cat Williams claims as he is. <laughs> I've been over 40 movies. My specialist brand speaks volumes for who I am. The people I've put on, including Cat in the Hat at the Gibson Amphitheater. And all that tough talk is corny AF. I'm a grown ass man, and none of that shit is gonna go like you think. You do you you do you, and I got over this here. So you know we have those yeah. are the three we have here. Um, like don't have a response from um, the others mentioned, but yeah, did come out of nowhere. It does also speak volumes to get the. Um, you know, over 6 million people in 24 hours. That's insane. So there is some interest here. Mm-hmm. But, um... I do have my yeah, three, guys. by the way. Uh, I do have three. 
right, so we got Pryor, and this is no order. Pryor, Murphy, you got to give Hart, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, and Chris Rock. That's a really good one. Really good list there. But regardless, though, I think um, at the end of the day, this is all cat side of the story. Yeah. You can't really hear what the other people except on Twitter, but it was interesting. And it, he still seems to have some kind of influence mm. to, to have this. And let's see if that keeps growing. Am I right? But do you really think it's him that it, it wasn't Shannon Sharp? Cause Shannon Sharp nah. in the sports world is big. It's a mix. For sure. But it's a mix. As much as like Nightcap, they that show has only 600,000 subscribers. So. Yeah, but that club Shay Shay, that shit is growing. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah, but Cat was help. Cat was part of this. You can't reduce it all to. Uh, and them saying we're going to break the yeah. internet and did that. So uh, Club Shay Shay has 1.78 million subscribers. Still pretty good. But yeah, now at this moment, um, it's at 9.6 million views. Views, yeah. So, yeah. Really a lot, and um, yeah, I think at the at the end of the day, like, who cares? I'm, yeah, I, nothing I, crazy in that, really. It, it was really more about you know the reaction of it, mm-hmm. and it was just regardless, it was interesting. Right. And we'll see if this comes anything, but I'm sure this will just be a footnote somewhere. Yeah, this won't make the timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. What's next, guys? Why don't we talk about what happened on Monday night? WWE had its first show of 2024. Triple H said a former world champion is going to show up at Raw. That champion was Jinder Mahal. You know, he recommends the crow. He, Jinder Mahal, he goes and he reprimands the crowd. And of course, the real attraction comes out. Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes back. He, you know, he get, he insults, he, he insults Jinder Mahal. Funniest line there is you were, if you were one of The Rock's movies, you'd be Baywatch, which was a piece of trash. And um, he did his spine buster. He did his people's elbow, gets the mic. And then he calls out Roman Reigns, says he wants the head of the table. Nope. What he did not directly call out Roman Reigns. Oh come on! I'm about to kick you off. What do you think? Well, who's he talking about? Oh no, obviously he's talking about Roman Reigns. Chris but... Jericho? No, I... obviously no, he's talking about couch. Roman Reigns. He, he, if about... Obviously he's talking about Roman Reigns. I'm just saying he didn't say I'm fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He said to the San Diego crowd that he was going out to dinner, and then he asked the San Diego crowd what they thought. Should he go when he goes out to dinner and sit at a booth or should he go and sit at the head of the table? Now, the head of the table is a moniker that his cousin and current world champion Roman Reigns uses to describe his position within the company. So, yes, obviously it's a reference to Roman Reigns. You're correct. But no, he did not at any point in time, announced that he was challenging Roman Reigns to be head of the table. He has not said that he is the head of the table. He has not said that he's coming back. He just asked San Diego if he should eat dinner at a booth or at the head of the table as a nod and a wink to his cousin who uses that moniker. I just want that to be clear because otherwise we're saying something very different than what actually happened. 
but continue. All right. But the bottom line is Roman teases his match with Roman Reigns, which everybody has been waiting for. Whether it happens at what's what's the event? The Great Australian Match? Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Chamber. Whether it happens at Elimination Chamber next month, whether it happens at WrestleMania 40 in Philly, SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, regardless, it has been acknowledged for the first time that this match is going to happen. The main event of main events. The thing that will truly get an interest by this entire world. The Rock and Roman Reigns. And what is so significant about this? Well, coming off of arguably its most popular year ever in WWE in 2023, you only add to the spark by bringing back one of your most popular, if not your most popular alumnus in wrestling. And now he's here and he's ready to give it one more round, it seems. Of course, we have to see what exactly happens the day of this recording, Roman Reigns is coming to SmackDown. I would have liked to think he would acknowledge this. And hopefully this starts their big match. And there's speculation where it will happen, but there is a strong possibility it'll happen at WrestleMania 40. And the big thing here is, is The Rock and Roman going to fight with the title involved? Hence, the other ironic thing for those interested in the wrestling portion of this story, if Cody Rhodes will finish his story or not, simply because The Rock comes in to fight him at WrestleMania. All right, guys. Now, let's break this down. Clearly, I'm giddy and excited about this. I've talked about this since wrestling podcasts have begun on Productive Conversations, and it looks like it's going to happen. I don't have to watch any other wrestling moment except with LA Knight winning the title. And I don't have to watch any more wrestling moments for the rest of my life. I mean, I'm still going to, but <laughs> I've checkmarked everything I'd want to see. But um, this is awesome. This is so cool. This is something that I've seen local sports shows talk about. I've seen it be, I've seen it put on entertainment pages. I've put it mm-hmm. seen it on film Twitter. This really has the potential of being a big deal simply because you literally get the biggest movie star in the world, box office wise, now going to wrestle one last time at the age of 50. So, interesting stuff. Am I right? You're right, but okay, go ahead. I'll go first. Uh, you're right, but who says it's going to be at Mania? I don't know. Uh, you are my, you are my good, honest. That, that you I, are my honest. It would seem that it would be fitting to do it at the 40th yeah. anniversary of your biggest show and the show where you get your most eyeballs okay, from casuals and, and diehards. Here's my problem with that theory. Probably I'm sorry. Right I will say it first because I will say it multiple times. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry, Jose. Cody can't get his moment because oh. the biggest movie star in the world. So... I will debate that side of you. I'm sorry. Cody will have to finish his story on SmackDown. A moment for my point is SummerSlam. All right. It ain't going to be Elimination Chambers because when's Elimination Chambers? It's like three weeks, four weeks. No, that's uh, after. So January's got Rumble and then. All right, John, I want to say February, yeah, February, somewhere, is, and then March. I'll get the February. official date shortly. Yeah. February right, so, or March, somewhere in there is the uh, Elimination Chamber 2023 will be February 18th. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's week not after happening. the Super Bowl. And it's and with the time zone, it would be six in the morning. Unless the, again, yeah, demon, it's not happening. And you're yes, not, yes. yes, it's not happening. I, I just, unless you have, and it ain't happening in WrestleMania, I think you're going to, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it at SummerSlam. I'm not opposed you, to that. Because at the end of the day, you already got WrestleMania sold out. You know, it's going to be Cody. You can have Cody versus Roman. At WrestleMania and sell that bad boy out. You don't need the Rock for Mania. That's right. right? Rock point. comes in. Rock comes in. Screws freaking Roman at Mania. Cody gets the title. You can have your match with Reigns. Step Reigns Rock at at SummerSlam. And there you go. And you can set that feud up for you. And you can do all the advertisement you want, all the way down to August. It just makes more sense. I like that idea. So I'll start with this for the non-wrestling side of this, because this is I'll say to Matt's point, the non-wrestling side of this, I took this and ran with it in a way that, frankly, they don't usually do. This is not the first time The Rock has come back since leaving. It's not the first time The Rock has come back in 2023 or I guess 2024 was this one. But you know what I mean? Like September, mm-hmm. he was back mm-hmm. of the 2023 he was back and he did something. very. He went to SmackDown, which is Roman's show. He didn't mention Roman directly, but he was on the show and discussing film Twitter didn't talk, talk, you know, talk about this local sports thing. No one talked about this. Everyone's talking about this, which leads me to believe that somebody who works for WWE is telling everyone to talk about this, um, is putting this story out there, um, which is interesting. I would say genuinely as someone who watches this product too much, perhaps it is a coin flip whether The Rock ever wrestles again anywhere, period. So, Matt, no offense. Your intro was grandiose. I absolutely loved every second of it. Factually speaking, none of that was true. He's not back. We don't have any proof that he's back. We are at a coin flip at best if The Rock ever wrestles he, a real match. He said we're just he getting not, started. I, yeah, I did say said, that. Matt. I know what he said, Matt. I'm saying it is literally a coin flip whether he ever wrestles a match ever again. That is my honest analysis based on everything I know about the wrestling and The Rock and all of it. Now, let's assume the coin flip goes in the direction to the wrestling side. He is back. If he's not back, then nothing changes. It's going to be Cody, all that stuff that we've talked about a million times on the show. We're going to talk about a million times more because I don't think The Rock's back. But if I'm wrong, if the coin flip goes tail instead of heads and The Rock is back, it will be at Mania. It'll be at Mania for the simple reason of that's when most people watch wrestling. They want most people to watch it. They want everyone to talk about WrestleMania. They've always wanted that. It's the one part of the WWE business model that will never change. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, Stephanie McMahon, the fourth running it in the year 2058. Uh, They will always want most people watching wrestling at WrestleMania. That is how the company operates. They operate under that assumption that WrestleMania is their season finale insofar as they have one. So, it will be there. <clears throat> the question is, do they need the title on the line or can they just finish the Cody story in Australia or at Royal Rumble? And the answer is, yeah, they could totally. The idea that Cody, I'm, you know, you guys know I'm a huge Cody fan. I don't, I'm not going to grab the picture, but it's there. Um, hmm. The idea that he has to win against Roman at WrestleMania is just not true. <laughs> Cody's story from day one has been going to win the title. My father couldn't win. That's the WWE championship. That's Roman's title. He could do that from anybody. He could do that anywhere. 
If he won in his hometown of Marietta, Georgia, that would be equally as, you know, equally, equally as heartwarming as winning in Philadelphia. <coughs> the issue, sorry, the issue isn't that Cody needs to beat Roman Reigns. It's just Roman Reigns is holding the title that Cody needs to finish that story that they started telling two years ago. Because we forget Cody had to take a year off almost because he got hurt. Like they've been starting. They started this story for a long time long time such a long time they've been telling this story and it, honestly it's even longer than wwe's been telling it because it's the whole reason he left in the first place so they gotta they gotta pay it off and they can't for sure wait. but it's better off don't wait. you think for this four-year reign the cody Ray cody cody reigns the cody Rhodes is the one to actually defeat him the final boss sure, the so it just evil doesn't boss. rumble that's fine that's yeah. fine if they do that too, or does it at the elimination chamber? I don't. I'm not saying Cody shouldn't win the title off Roman. I also am not saying that Cody needs the Rock to help him. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I think Cody should win the title from whomever, the Rock or otherwise, uh, not the Rock, uh, Roman or otherwise, cleanly. I think it'll look horrible if the Rock has to come out and help Cody win. So I'm just as soon as you know Cody wins the title at Royal Rumble, gets a beatdown, the Rock comes out to save him after or whatever, or gets surrounded by the bloodline at the rumble and the rock comes out to even the odds and the bloodline backs down because who's really in charge. I don't know. There's ways you could do it. Um, But to answer your question, if it does happen, it is happening at, at mania. It is. They're never going to not have rock. See, we have Jose shaking his head mightily. They're not going to need rock at mania. I didn't say they did. I definitely don't think they do. Just the biggest paper, the one show that everybody watched. You don't need a rock for. No, everybody wants Cody to finish the story. You don't need the rock at all. Will finish the story. Rock will help Cody finish the story, which sets up SummerSlam, and there you go. That makes that makes Cody Rhodes the least important person in his story. Because, <laughs> no, because that it's not what's happening. Cody Rhodes will defend the title again with Roman Reigns while he's preparing for SummerSlam, and he will win clean. And it's on to happening. the next. So part. now it's Roman's happening. taking two losses before his match with The Rock. Why? Who cares? Two losses before his yes, match with The Rock. Roman Reigns no. is going to take the two losses because Roman Reigns, the only reason he hasn't ate a loss, actually, he did lose. He didn't get pinned. Difference. But he still ate a loss. Two he losses lost. before The Rock. Yes. Not a chance. Who cares? Not a chance. Who cares? What Not about what cares? about having both matches at the same on the same weekend? No. Okay, so uh, not theory. I like. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. So, how would you uh, like present you that, that theory? Yeah. Me? How do um, you get both of them? Yeah, I would say, um, well, you just do what they do in in uh, WWE 2K. You just put them together. This <laughs> is mean? the match, and you fight. <laughs> oh, right, there'd be no build. It'd be you're gonna, you're gonna, be, you're gonna fight I don't Cody, know. and then tomorrow, I just people like that. You're gonna fight The Rock. I saw a lot of people like that guy's tweet. Which you com- t- quote tweeted too on wrestling. Right, Twitter. I quote tweeted that he was wrong, but I like the energy. <laughs> but I don't know, guys. Regardless, though, they have to figure it out, and we do have to move on. But yes. my only other question: Can I ask you? Is, can I, last, last, yeah. last comment. You, you yeah. said two, two, two losses, right? Back yeah. to back to Cody Rhodes. We know for a fact, Randy. Can we please agree on this? That Roman Reigns fights The Rock. Roman Reigns is going over. Oh, absolutely. 
Okay, so by saying that, would you take the two losses knowing that you're about to beat one of the greatest of all time? But you could take one loss and then beat the greatest of all time, oh, and you're God, still in a better position. <laughs> just one loss. Cody beats Cody beats Roman once, and that's it. Then you move him on. You get a quick story at WrestleMania. Roman gets his win against The Rock, and that he goes into again. By the way, Roman's going to disappear after WrestleMania, hey, so probably until like, SummerSlam. So, so here's my here's my dear Mike. So if you do, The Rock comes in. At surprise appearance at WrestleMania, stops the Cole and Jimmy from interfering. Cody wins the title, right? Roman's going to be like, oh, blah, 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 Rock came. It wasn't for that. They had the rematch. Cody wins clean. That's the interference of the first match for, for Nagel, the, the first loss, because the Rock Two was lost. there to interfere. Oh, stop it. Two to right. one. Always go with your top guy in your company losing less. I get two to one. If I was gonna go go trying to go fight Tazawa, I agree with you. I wouldn't do that. But it's the Rock that I'm gonna beat. I'll take it. If you can do the same story with less losses for your top star, you do it. That's but all he's, I'm saying. He's but he, he's not the Roman is the top star in the company. Roni's there only twenty shows a year. Still the top Roman. guy. Roman twenty shows. Still the top guy. Uh, 300 shows a year, and he's only at 20 of them. Which is what makes it incredible how popular he is. <laughs> Very true. Well, right, we're going to have to figure out some way to make this work. And my only other question, do you actually trust Triple H in booking this correctly? Simple as that. Paul Levesque. Yeah, correctly is is determinant on what you believe. Obviously, you think Cody needs to win the title. He may not. He, he may not think Cody needs to win the title before WrestleMania. I do. So if if Cody wins the title at SummerSlam and they have Rock versus Roman first, and then they just have Roman hold it till SummerSlam, I would say that that was incorrectly. But I'm sure he'll book it well. So I won't say correctly because correctly is subjective. Do I think that what we get will be interesting television? Yes, Triple H will give us interesting television, even if I don't agree with the direction and think that I mean, it's hurting more people than helping. I mean, come on, look at last year's WrestleMania. Everybody was kind of like. Sending on them for having Roman Reigns win and kind of now like 2020 hindsight, he probably made the right move. No, he still made the wrong move, but it was done. Oh, come on. Uh, It was done well, even if it was wrong. I said on that show, a fumble is still a fumble, even if you you recover and end up scoring. You know what? You know what? Real talk. Honestly, everybody crapped on it because we all had Cody Rhodes winning, right? Even now, let's say, so let's say. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns this year, right? Mm-hmm. We now can look at it. We still won't know who <laughs> would win. It can still keep it on Roman or it will finish the story. We won't know. No, no. If Cody That's what makes that. Oh, we don't know. Don't, sure. We don't we know. Thought, we we said that, that before. Why? But why would there's no logical reason why? unless they're okay, just done with that did, title? Why didn't Why didn't Drew McIntyre lost the title three times? The three shots he had back to back <laughs> to back. It's the same thing. It can happen. I mean, yeah, but it could. Have, yeah, it could always happen. Hey, but that's the point. But there's a 50 50. It's a strong possibility. I don't think so. It could always happen. We'll ultimately see, and we definitely will debate this later in the future. But to continue on, there was a 
person who was very much celebrated by her prison release earlier this week, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. People remember her because back in 2015, Gypsy Rose's mother, Dee Dee, falsely claimed her daughter was suffering from different illnesses until Gypsy arranged for her boyfriend to kill her mother in 2015, which is what happened. The boyfriend is serving a life sentence. Um, Gypsy served about 85% of her sentence and she was released. And I believe it was good behavior. Here's my big question. I only know about the facts and I would love to have hear your perspective, guys. But you have to explain why somebody convicted of second degree murder. She... Um, was celebrated by her release and some people argue she became an overnight sensation for it again she did serve her time but can you guys explain why you think there's a lot of support for her in this sure so um the 2015 is when her mother dd was killed it is yeah. not when the story started the story started from birth uh dd suffered from a mental illness called Munchausen by proxy. That's it's post post So grain of salt, but Eminem said it in a song. That. Yeah. But anyway, point is um, when you have that, you manufacture illnesses for someone that you're taking care of as a way because you crave sympathy from other people. So she was claiming that her daughter had leukemia, that her daughter couldn't hear, that her daughter was like, couldn't walk, made her use a wheelchair. She was giving her pills that kind of manifested those symptoms. She was taking her to a lot of different doctors uh, to try and hide what was happening. Uh, mm -hmm. They ended up moving from Louisiana to a different state. And then she claimed that all of the medical records were missing because of Hurricane Katrina. So that's how far back this goes. Hurricane Katrina played into the story. That's why. Okay, so 2005, so 20 years, yeah. a couple of decades. Yeah. Okay. So this is not a, you know, in 2015, her mom lied. So she had a friend of hers, boyfriend of hers, killer. Uh, this was this, th this person, the Gypsy Rose was in a, in a, in a scenario that was bad for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and then, so a lot of people, when the story came out in 2015, actually thought she should get no time because she was being held against her will. She's being poisoned by her own mother. Uh, and she claimed it was how she thought it was the best way she could get out of it. At the time, Gypsy Rose did plead guilty, though. So Gypsy Rose didn't try and get out of it. She didn't plead not guilty based on self-defense. She said, no, I did do this. Uh, she explained why, but she said, I thought this was my only way out. So I killed my mom. She she pled guilty, as did the boyfriend um, who is still serving life in prison. So I think a lot of that is just leftovers from 2015. Mm -hmm. There was a lot. Again, a lot of people at that time really online really didn't think she should get in trouble because she had been so, so thoroughly abused by her own mother. But, you know, I think so. I really do think a lot of it is that um, it's also just kind of a it's an interesting story, I guess. Probably was there a movie or it. I assume there must have Life been Lifetime, I think, did a movie. Um, there's a book about it, too. Um, <clears throat> and again, okay. she's yeah, but she went as far as to, like, try to meet Taylor Swift. And it seemed the Internet or the Swifties were trying to make that happen. Yeah. So you think it was just more of just I guess they felt bad. I didn't follow the yeah, story. I think it's a Taylor sad Swift's, story. Taylor Swift's fans are pretty much women, uh, which doesn't mean anything. It's just a fact. That's the largest share of her fans. I think if I had to guess, this is all speculation that um, 
the idea that, you know, someone would do these things to their daughter probably resonates quite thoroughly with women, especially women who are like child having age or mothers themselves. The idea that you could poison your daughter for 20 years to try and gain sympathy. It's, It's a mental illness, but the idea that that could happen, I could see why that would be a sympathetic story. I could see why there'd be an overlap between the people who are sympathetic to Gypsy Rose and are fans of Taylor Swift. Um, But I think honestly, just she's a, she's a young woman, 32. She likes Taylor Swift. And it was interesting that she happened to mention that in an interview, you know? Jose, what do you think about this story? uh, I think this story is kind of like, whatever, to be honest with you. Uh, I just thought, realized about it now, like, I thought it was kind of a little much going on TMZ, and I noticed that she had her first Whopper in 20 years. Or some yeah, crazy I saw that. Like, Whopper? Wait, a Whopper. Like, a Whopper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's been really celebrated for for somebody being released. I'm like, well, yeah, damn, that they, that, that's, yeah, that's, like, that's why I'm bringing this up. I don't want to yeah. exactly talk about criminals and convicts, but the fact that like for, it, it was like me, a celebration. Right. People. For me, it kind of messed me up because for a guy that don't know the story, I'm thinking homegirl just got her probably banged his her boyfriend at the time to go kill her mother, and we're celebrating this. Yeah, that's that's from the outside looking right. in. That That's what's weird about it. And I'm thinking like, what's some of the benefits she could have? Parking spots? Probably she got amazing parking spots at the time. Like when they go when to she was parks, being pretended to be park. sick, no, yeah, no, when no, she no. was being parked, being parked, <laughs> no, she's front I'm not line. I'm not That's not, there. she wasn't allowed to go to school, <laughs> she wasn't allowed to do any of that. That was not wow, it was she not was, about so be lucky because like, you see how she looks like, she probably would have been bullied. I I maybe, just but be. I'm just saying, at the end was, of the day, she is a, a convicted criminal, she's an ex convict. Yeah. Well, she's she pled guilty. She's an ex con, but but, I think but people are celebrating question, like she she she's a hero. That's, because that's what I'm trying to understand. Pe- yeah, for a lot of people, they felt she was wrongfully convicted because okay. it, a lot of people felt it was warranted. I mean, we talk about there, there's high profile cases. I'm not naming names, but also you know, in the years after, there were young people who committed crimes uh, or com- killed people and were given. Nothing. No problems at all. Self-defense was absolutely warranted um, in those cases. And this person was abused for 20 years, not 20 can, minutes. Can I, can I can I ask you a question? So that's, I think, where it is. How old was she when this all happened? Well, she's 32 now. She's been in prison for what? I got like 14, 15. No, she's older than that because she ran away with her boyfriend. So she's older than that. Okay, uh, here's my problem with this year. Wouldn't you feel like... If I got time to plan out a murder, or if I got time to run away with my boyfriend, don't you think I got time to call the police and be like, there's something going on? So they, her lawyers and her said that at the time that it was happening, well, so she did run away once. Actually, I should bring that up. She ran away with a different boy once. Mom tracked her down, brought her back by telling the boyfriend that she was actually not of age. So at the time that this happened, she was 19 years old. Everything was legal. She was totally allowed to leave. She threatened the boyfriend saying, my daughter's only 16 or something to that effect. So you've kidnapped. Give her back now or I'm calling the police. Um, So he did. Um, And then she destroyed her computers. And at one point said tied her to the bed for a while for running away. So basically the case was made that she came to the conclusion that if she tried to expose her mother 
her mother would hurt her and mm-hmm. she and so she didn't know what else to do she's like if i try and expose her i'm gonna get hurt so the only way for this to end is for someone to hurt my mother and she couldn't do it herself and so she went on <clears throat> she got on like christian mingle like swear to god this was she didn't go on like tinder for the second guy it was like a christian site uh yeah, and they talked about be on tinder. and she and she like she has a boyfriend now she found in i think she's married now oh yeah she she's married to some bum like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about the marriage, but I think to answer your question, Matt, this is for a lot of people. This is a story of someone who was, you know, attacked for 20 years. And even in the face of that, stood up and said, yes, I did it. I had to do it, but I did do it. Took, took punishment for that and is now being released. And I think in a time when people see accountability as not common, I think a lot of people see people who do bad things and get away with it. The idea that someone who had a reason to then took a punishment and is finally getting to live their life. I think that for people who support her, that's the story. And that's the overnight success. All right. Excellent point, Ryan. And um, we'll see what happens in the future with her. Um, But hopefully she is able to overcome her trauma because that does suck what happened to her i'm just trying to understand like jose like why why this is the thing and i think a good explanation so buzz that good job ryan there you go all right let's let's switch gears so we have enough mm-hmm. time for one more story and then our final segment um just those quick bits we won't be able to get to the guy from 90210 beating up a biker gang in front of his <laughs> daughter that was nice um and then reese's this woman was upset that her reese's didn't have Reese's candy had a smile face advertised and it didn't didn't happen. And she's suing him and (laughs) for false advertisement. Um, so, oh, well, um, but hilarious. Look those stories up, but, um, actually, sorry, we have to for two quick Ryan, what happened in the courtroom? We'll do, we'll, we'll fit these two in. There was a courtroom incident that something went down. What exactly happened? Uh, sure. So in the courtroom in, uh, Las Vegas, a guy who had been convicted of, uh, crimes before been put on probation by this, actually by this judge before was being, uh, was that a probation hearing, right? And he had said he'd changed and he was a better man in a better place. And that's why he should get probation. The judge said, while that seems sincere, we've been here before. So probation is not granted. When that happened, (laughs) he cleared the bench. So, you know, a courtroom, you're standing there and then the judge is up top. He cleared the bench, leaping over that to attack the judge. Um, and then, you know, the, the police had to break it up and it was a whole thing. So instantly proving the judge correct in her assessment that he might be lying. But uh, it became a meme almost immediately, which I thought was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So it's been circulating the video. I, I, if you guys haven't seen it, it's very it's hard to describe. But the video is really just uh, this woman trying to dive out of the way. And then from out of frame, a full dude just jumps over the uh, the large bench. Uh, that's what it's called. The, the judge sits at and just lands on her. Um, <clears throat> and so it's been it's been used by Barstool, a couple other accounts. It's become uh, just kind of an internet thing um, in wrestling. Back to the wrestling news. Dolph Ziggler 
uh he recreated it at a wrestle kingdom in japan so you know hilarious ryan why don't you turn your camera on and off we i like the retro look of the uh, vhs look we have to fix that really quick but jose yeah i want to make sure you see your beautiful face Oh, uh, what I think of story is probably I would have probably done the same, the same thing that dude did. To be honest, <laughs> you, well, you would have attacked nice. the judge. I'm already going in. I'm, if I'm going to go in, give me you gave me a reason. All right, I should right? say th- this was for 19 to 40 months. Was what the sentencing was for. Oh. Well, no, man, no, man. Yeah, this is not like a life sentence. You're like, well, <laughs> one more for the road. This is well, the difference yeah, between 19 months and what will end up probably being decades. Because <laughs> he attacked Yeah, that was a word. Did, did I see? The, I saw this guy in a suit punch him. Was was that the bailiff or was that I must lawyer? have been a bailiff or some sort of court officer. You saw that uh, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the marshals is in the hospital. Oh shoot! It's uh, not good. I mean, no so one's, we, we definitely hope he's okay on PCP. Yeah. Everyone's listed as stable at PCP. Uh, so yep. So everyone's listed as stable. So I think that it's probably fine. But yeah, this went from a 19 month problem to a uh, you know probably multiple decades problem for this guy. He's 30 years old. Um, I don't. I think he'll probably be an old man by the time he gets out now. Um, uh, they'll probably have to like Hannibal Lecter him though when he goes in next time because <laughs> he can't be trusted to Jeez. sit there quietly. Um, but I was more interested in how many people are using that video. It's all over uh, the internet, all over social media. So. Oh, there's no such thing as sympathy anymore in terms of no. genuine like issues and and um, catastrophes. People just make memes and jokes about it, like. Oh man, I don't even want to. Have you seen? This is kind of similar. Have you guys seen that now that Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, is public domain? Yep. People keep putting him like I saw one where they put him on the uh, Titanic submersible. Oh, um, you see what that's what we think like that. Yeah. So you're right, Matt. I I guess I shouldn't be surprised that this (laughs) is happening because people do that. But I saw like you know when we saw the. What happened on October 6th in the Middle East mm-hmm. and in seeing genuine war footage and there's somebody tweet, man, this is like Call of Duty. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah the, the death of sympathy is in nuance. And But I will say this it's is the wild, wild West. Truly <clears throat> I will say this is internet. a funny video, though. If you haven't watched it, put aside context for just a minute, suspend the reality for just a minute because he comes from out of nowhere. You just see a person sitting there and then a full person just as if he was thrown. You ever like uh, Fresh Prince when he tossed uh, yeah. his friend Jazz out of the it looked like that. Uncle Phil did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it looked like that. It was it was very funny. Unbelievable. Now, let's let's end it off with a positive story before we make our New Year's resolutions and predictions. Let's let's finally talk something happy. The 2024 Summer Olympics are this year in Paris or in Paris. The 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris are just a few months away. And let's be real. We don't watch the Olympics anymore as a country. They're literally they're horribly rated. There's not major stories. There's very few personalities. No one really cares about the Olympics anymore. Sorry. Um, But NBC is trying to do their best. To garner some interest. So why don't we have the world's uncle? Why don't we have one of the most beloved people in the world 
report and be a correspondent for the Olympics. NBC is hiring Snoop Dogg <laughs> to uh, cover the. Uh, NBC is hiring Snoop Dogg to cover the Olympics this year. He will be a special correspondent for the <laughs> National Broadcasting Company. He is. Um, he is covering games with Olympic host Mike Tirico, who does Sunday Night Football. It will be Mike Tirico and Snoop Dogg covering Olympic games this year. All of it, or just the football? Well, no football in here. Just a lot of them. They'll they will cover basketball. They'll cover swimming. They'll cover. This is not the um, first year of football. Track. What? This is not the first year of football. I don't oh. think they're doing football. I don't think. Uh, I don't think football. Football has been added. Sport. I just don't know if it's this year. Okay, I will confirm that shortly, but um, they're going to cover it all. We have Snoop Dogg <laughs> to save the Olympics. Guys, I think this is going to be great for memes and Twitter, but but um, they're not going to exactly uh, – um, I mean, ratings are tough in any sport except the NFL. So, um, Have you seen Planet Earth? Yes, I have seen Planet Earth. He is an excellent – play-by-play commentator i think this is a good move i think not even just for ratings because you're right the ratings are only going to go up a little bit if at all but just because i think he'll you know listening to snoop dogg try and explain whatever's happening in the gymnastics stuff that'll be fun i'd love to hear snoop dogg talk about gymnastics or whatever um or swimming you know what i mean i think it'll be funny and i think i'm here for it and i mean like you said no one cares about any of it anyway so might as well let Snoop Dogg have a try. Of course. We need to let Snoop Dogg do everything. And by we the way, everything. Ryan, flag football will be yeah. a sport in, starting in 2028, which is at the United States this year in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's why I, I We will be doing year, live. I'm making the announcement now, five years early. We will be in Los Angeles to cover the Olympics for Productive Conversations. Who's we? <laughs> no, I'm Trust me. We'll there will out. be some way this show will be big enough to get people to pay for us to work there and cover <laughs> the Olympics, if not ourselves. So save it on here, episode 301. We will be covering Prediction. 2028 Summer Olympics live in Los Angeles. Please be there, guys. But, Jose, you happy about Snoop Dogg uh, covering the Olympics? I'm happy that the Olympic in general is starting is this year, to be honest with you. I can't. Let me guess why. Why do you like the Olympics? Of course, the international volleyball uh, going down. I already go. saw that. Volleyball. We walked right Come into on. that. <laughs> I, know. I wanted to see if it was going to be that obvious. Jose, have you we ever watched both. men's beach volleyball? No, I have not, and I'm not playing to. We I'm used to be gold medalists. We were we were Ooh. best in the world, the United States. <laughs> Rogers and Dahlhauser, I think that was their names back in, like, I don't know. Whenever. I don't know what you're talking see, about. I don't, I don't, I, see, for volleyball, I go for like Team Switzerland because there's some bad blondes. Man, well, this is the men. Speaking about the men. What the? I ain't going to watch no men. Well, <laughs> equal time for the same sport, Jose. Watch it. It's yes, quite fun. We want both beach our men's and women's volleyball. volleyball. Are, they fully clo- are they fully clothed? Like they got yeah. jerseys? Yeah. All right. If, they, if I see one shirt off from a man. <laughs> no, I'm no. Right. They, had the, they had little jerseys on. It was... Totally, and Jose. Him. Did you see, you know, the viral, the viral GQ cover of Jeremy Allen White? I saw that. I saw. I, 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 I didn't like go into detail, but I saw like a quick thing on my feed. Yeah, 
You like but, that? <laughs> no, I do not. Were you inspired? It was not definitely not inspired by that. I read the article. It's a great article. I bet. I saw the movie. He shot himself, so it didn't work out. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, reckon that it's, everybody it's based on real life. It's based that, on real but... life, yeah. Well, Jeremy Allen White is a great actor. The Summer Olympics are back. And let is us he... dominate. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor. Yeah, you, you, I'm sure you've seen The Bear and Shameless and clearly I never Iron saw Claw. A Bear. Never saw Shameless. Oh, really? you should watch Shameless. It's good. You should watch The Bear. That's good, too. Yeah, they're both that good. That shows some range. Anyways, moving on, though. 2024 is just begun. Let us hope that we prosper both personally and professionally for everybody involved here and we make good decisions, overcome all our obstacles that come our way, and enjoy our life in 2024. So having said that, I asked Ryan and Jose to give us some predictions both and it could be either personal professional or it could be a whole other subject in somewhere else in the world but i will do it too let us make our predictions for 2023 and let us think what is going to happen whether it's in our lives or whether it's in some certain industry let's talk about what's going to happen in 2024 I'm going to start my prediction for 2024, and it is a last-minute decision, but I think Apple is going to buy ESPN. As we talked about ESPN's influence collapsing in the last 10 years, well, I won't say collapsing, but being significantly drained out with a lot of personalities leaving, with a lot of people either you know, a lot of people not showing a lot of enthusiasm for the product. And we also have, as I mentioned, person, some personalities are leaving after their contracts. Some people are doing better outside of ESPN. That brand name will always be a major brand name with a lot of respect. And they change sports journalism and how sports is covered. But they are just another sports company at this point. So with Disney having a catastrophe year, with so much revenue being lost for the various reasons since the pandemic. And Bob Iger's mission to save the company hasn't been accomplished yet, if you will. Mm-hmm. It would only make sense to take that major part of their conglomerate, take it off the books, and see if Apple, who has trillions of dollars to spend to play around with, if they could figure out a way to make ESPN a big deal again. I think it would make sense. I originally thought maybe... Apple will be crazy enough to buy the t- entire conglomerate. That is a hefty price to ask, though there are you know theories and evidence while it could happen. But let me make the safe prediction and say Apple is buying ESPN this year. What do you guys think? Yeah, if that's the prediction, I don't think they'll buy Disney. But I think ESPN could happen if Disney is looking to make some money. Um, I I guess I just don't know how much money ESPN makes for app, uh, for Disney because if Disney's losing money but ESPN is not, they're not going to sell ESPN. It's one of the things that's not losing money. Um, they'll try and sell something else. Um, but I, I will say I think this year – I won't use it as my prediction. I have another one for the prediction. But I do think that this year we'll see a bunch of these mergers. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's one between Paramount and uh, Warner. And we're going to see in an election year, we're going to see the United States 
Congress come together, Democrats and Republicans, to absolutely shut that thing down with an antitrust case almost immediately. I think we're going to see the first time in our lifetime a company get so big because of a merger that the United States government has to break it up. That's what I think we're going to see uh, in our uh, in 2024 based on that one. That's not my that's not my prediction that I want to go with. But to answer your question, Matt, I could see it, but I could also see them saying absolutely, especially if it's Disney and not just ESPN, because I could see them saying absolutely not giving one company with one person that much control over the entirety of America's culture. Hey, it makes a ton of sense, and I. I want. I hope they deny that merger between Warner and Paramount, because again, you're just you're just getting more suits involved in film and art like that. We don't need that, Jose. What do you think? I think it's possible with your prediction. I think it's possible, but I I can't see ESPN. I can't just see Apple, which is buying ESPN. Have to be the whole thing. You think? Yeah, it's just ESPN. I think I think ESPN because we're listening ESPN. I'm just thinking like ESPN, ESPN Plus, and all that. It's just worthless without Disney. Like they give you, they bundle that bad boy for free. That's true. They do give it away. They (laughs) they give it away for free for so I don't see any incentive of Apple. Apple um doing that deal. I can see Apple going for exclusive rights for like how they had with MLS. I can see them going, I, I forgot which with the WWE contracts, who's what sports companies uh, contracts up is the NBA, right? Yeah. NBA contracts I can, up this year. I can, I can see Apple trying to get exclusive rights with NBA. So they would take it like away from Warner media and TNT yeah, it's and up, ESPN. And yes. Yeah. I, well, it could they could take away from Warner or ESPN, yeah. But I feel like that's where Apple is going because they have the exclusive rights for MLS, right? They that's do want it. it. So I can see them adding NBA as well to that package because realistically, Apple, Apple TV, Apple whatever you want to call it, Apple Plus, whatever it is, it's trash. <laughs> it's like it's really not that great. It's not great. January 12th, Killers of the Flower Moon goes on streaming, but again, nobody has the patience or cares because it's a four-hour movie, essentially. (laughs) So I can, and I can see people like me like it. Well, I can't wait to see it because I I get. I mean, if you're T-Mobile, you get Apple Apple TV for free. So (laughs) really, I ain't complaining that much. By the way, I have a report here. Now, obviously, the 2023 earnings aren't going to be reported anytime soon with the year just ending. But before quarter four, ESPN saw a profit plummet down 20% in the first nine months of last fiscal year. So, um, and this is a result of more cable cutters and um, not cool, uh, I guess. The profit plummet. Sales declined 1.3% to 3.2 billion, 13.2 billion. I mean, it's still a lot of money, but it's not, yeah. you know, but zinga. And um, there's also this, this site also said Pat McAfee needs better ratings to justify his 85 million contract. I'll read that later. <laughs> well, and Pat McAfee also stated that he wasn't sure if he was going to re up. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. 
like he talked about it because somebody asked him about would he go back to WWE and he said that because of his ESPN deal he wouldn't go back to WWE but when his contract is up it's hot like he does he, he can see himself not reading up I just think think about it. he almost got sued for the Brett Favre thing. He getting sued for the Brett Favre thing. Then he's getting the Aaron Rodgers treatment, and then, like, and a lot of people been. felt that, and his, his fan base felt that he sold out. And a lot of people didn't Correct. like that deal. Yeah. He was also that's honest that's in an interview thing. What selling out, making money, guys? It's called making money. <laughs> no, listen. If I'm Pat McAfee, I do the same thing. Like, who cares what these people think? And if people like my content enough, they'll still come to me. But with a what seem some people may say a decline in quality with him doing things that he isn't normal, wasn't the thing, wasn't the personality and influence that got him that opportunity. It just feels, right. you know, like a, like a lot of people, especially musicians in the past, that they felt sold out. It's it's. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, you just want somebody to stay humble when you get to a certain point. And it looks like Pat maybe maybe not. Um he clearly got a lot of money before the ESPN deal. He was getting mm-hmm. a private he was a private show for to go to like Friday night SmackDown and to go to all these NFL events. He doesn't need ESPN. And I think a lot of people would be happy if he left. But you know, he's got to look out for him. And with ESPN, as I mentioned, Scott Van Post said he's leaving after 2025. Stephen A is doing much better on his own, and he's implied leaving. We already saw all the personalities who left last year. Mm-hmm. Um, First Take isn't must-watch TV. Sports Center is not even close to much-watch TV anymore. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, of course, like, if I, I have the opportunity to go to ESPN. Of course I'll go with it, but... <laughs> yeah, but we're not... Yeah, know. but we don't need them either to in the hindsight we obviously have a lot of work to do to make it a brand but they're not the they're not gatekeeping anymore if you if you will right yeah. you can get around or if you end That's up why there they're losing money. yeah exactly if end up there if you end up there with any talent you could jump you know, over them exactly. they can help you up only which in fairness you know credit where it's due to ESPN's point like yes could Stephen and I do what he's doing now without ESPN now? Yeah. Not before, but that's because ESPN was gatekeeping. They were the the, the measuring stick. And right. they're, they're not anymore. You can do it without it now. And certainly if you already have a fan base because you've been on ESPN or Fox Sports or any of the other sports shows, you could then certainly do it without ESPN because you've already got the exposure to the larger fan base. But uh, it does still help people see the larger fan base they still have a lot Definitely. of people watching but and it's not the NFL what it was NFL is there so they'll get people watching by default but um <laughs> spend every cent on the NFL <laughs> I mean they got Buck and Aikman which is a silly deal because people the <clears throat> because I mean all the networks seem to not realize no one cares who calls the games hence yeah. maybe this is what's funny about Snoop Dogg calling a game yes yeah, will show exactly why nobody will still care so anyways we do have to move on but ESPN will not be in Disney's possession by the end of the year. That's one of my predictions. Why don't we go next with Jose? Donald Trump for president. <laughs> there we go. That's probably true. <laughs> you saw, <laughs> you gotta see Ryan's face. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump being the president of the United States, that would make him the 47th president. Um, He'd be both at that point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like how Grover Cleveland won yep. two different elections. Uh, Donald Trump, 
Jose, let me ask you, why do you think Donald Trump will be reelected? Uh, easy. My gas price is going to go down. So It's going to go down anyway. It's going to go even more down. If my grocery no, eggs, it's going to go down. Listen, Donald Trump's the man. Call it a day. Okay, we know, we know Biden. who... No offense. We know who Jose's voted for. <laughs> so, um, Ryan, you have any rebuttal? I mean, my, my rebuttal is none of that was true, but I'm not worried. don't have time to go into any of that right now. Uh, <laughs> we have a whole year, We don't have guys. time to do economic argument. I'll say this. I'm obviously not voting for Donald Trump. In 2020, when this podcast started, we covered it a lot. I was pretty, pretty adamant I wasn't going to vote for Donald Trump. Then, nothing in the last four years about either of the two men who are probably going to be running for president has really actually changed that much. They're very similar people to who they were in 2020. Uh, So my vote certainly isn't changing, but I don't think that's a bad prediction. Uh, You know, if I'm going to buy, hold or sell on the idea that Trump's more likely, or I guess you can't hold if it's just a binary, more or less likely. But I think if I'm buying the idea that Trump's more likely than Biden, yeah, I would probably buy it. That's yeah, he's more likely. Ryan, there's plenty of room in the back of the truck to join us. Oh, absolutely not. We're going to have to drive that truck over me multiple times. I have a feeling Donald Trump will be discussed a lot this year on these podcasts. Ryan, he just wants one day, one day. Of, of the uh, dictatorship, yeah. Yes, just that was kind of him. He wants to get rid of democracy, <laughs> but just for a day, guys. Don't worry about it. He'll he'll for sure give it back after he's done. For it's sure. all right. Just one day, we get just four years of bliss. We'll just give it to him. Four years, but for one day, yeah, hundred percent. Totally believe him too. Ryan, it's your turn. Tell us your first prediction for twenty twenty three. So for 2023, rather, my first prediction is that the UFL, United Football League, which is the brand new creation (laughs) of the XFL and the USFL. uh, Let me finish. My prediction is that the UFL, by the end of 2024, will have a West Coast expansion. So the current eight teams, which are kind of centered on the East Coast in like the Texas Midwest area. Excuse me. I believe there will be a, an expansion into the West Coast. One second. And okay. I'm here. I'm still here, but go ahead, Matt. Or well, Jose, you rebuttal first. Believe that that whole XFL, whatever it is, is going to by 2024 be kaput, bankrupt. Nope. Bye bye. Adios. Has no that so let me thing. tell you. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Yes, please tell me. The why. problem, the main problem they've had, main problem. People that, watching. Yes, but let me finish. Yeah, they've already switched the branding. Both leagues did this. To we're not an alternative to the NFL. We don't want you to like us instead of the NFL. You like the NFL because you like football. What if you could watch more football? <laughs> We are not an alternative. We are an extension. We are literally like we're like the D League or the 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 G League or the minor leagues. We're a place you play in the spring before you move on to the NFL. And they've had XFL and USFL have both had signees go to the NFL from after playing a season with them. But I mean, the minor league minor league ball 
always has less people watching, right? Less people watch the minor leagues because they are inherently lesser. That's not. The problem is NFL, when you're, all right, compared to other leagues, NFL is probably the most gambled sport out there. What's, I don't, like, that doesn't matter. Who the hell? No, you more people watch it because of the gambling. I got into football because of gambling. You can gamble I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gambling because I don't know who the hell is the quarterback for the Buffalo. That's the point. You have to watch. That's what they're Buffalo Hillbillies. I don't. I don't Listen, care. Ryan, I disagree. 100%. One believe West Coast it, expansion. I, the Rock. This is. A horrendous decision for the Rock to try to convince us that there will be an alternate football league. No, he's not since doing 20, that. Since 2018, Ryan, the, that wasn't the, the Alliance of American Football failed, mm-hmm. which I had a friend on this show told me, oh, we're going to beat the NFL on Never. camera, and he looks like an idiot for that. Mm-hmm. The XFL failed. Not a, in 2020, nope, they there. failed. In 2023, it failed. You, the USFL failed in the 2020s. They failed in the 80s. You are no, come listen, Believe it or not, I do think you need an off season from your sports in America. That's too much at once. Even for uh, nobody likes football more than me, and I need a break from it. And I think a lot of people feel they the get, same. There's no way it's going to work if they get the betting. Jose is right, and I'm saying if they can get the betting. Fired up. I said that. I was right. Yes. If they can get the betting fired up, and now there's only one spot. Before you had, you named four other places, Matt, and that was the problem. There's not enough interest for four for four other leagues to show up in the spring. No one cares. They were all competing with each other for like the world's smallest population of viewers. Now they're not. If you like football and you want to gamble on football after football is over. Now you just watch one thing. You don't have to keep up with all these different deals. It's one thing. It's not the same players, so your players are still taking a break. You still have to watch, you know, if you're a fan of Pat Mahomes or whatever, you still got to watch the NFL for that. But I think it will work. I think this new strategy, the joint venture will work. And I think that they made it small. They isolated around Texas to cut down on costs because all the players live in Arlington and they get shipped to their different uh, places. So I think that that's why it's all clustered in that area. And I think that when it does work, they'll get the extra money they need from other investors and they'll be able to restart some of the West Coast teams that shuttered during the merger. That's my prediction for 2020. By the end of 2024 season, we'll be hearing that announcement from The Rock. Yeah, I think they're just going to be known as an embarrassment at the end yeah, of the day. Is, uh, and that's why The Rock is going to wrestle again. Yes. Um, that's because of Black Adam. All right. My next prediction is going to be a movie reference. I think just quickly on the Oscars this year, and please, I invite you guys watch as many Oscar movies as you can so we can cover the Oscars together because uh-huh. it in the past it's been a very popular show. And um, pretty much you can watch any movie without going home and you can watch it for less than five dollars by the time the season starts and rent it. It's a it's very popular. Please watch Oscar movies so we can all cover it together. But Oppenheimer wins the best picture. But I not necessarily because it's the better best movie, but as a thank you to Christopher Nolan for um uh, for you know revitalizing our industry and to add to the barbenheimer 
you will give Barbie, you'll give Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach the best adapted screenplay. Again, not necessarily because it was the best or most deserving, but as a pat on the back, thank you. Because Barbenheimer really showed, I mean, if Top Gun Maverick was to prove, okay, theaters are a thing, Barbenheimer shoes, okay, the movie theaters are never going away. So amazing stuff. So I think they will get properly, um, they will get properly honored with statues. And then I will also say that Bradley Cooper wins best actor, which he does deserve. Because he's played the best performance, even though people think he's being a tryhard for this movie, he will win an Oscar, and that'll be cool. So that's that sellout thing. That oh, he wants to be awarded. Yeah, duh. <laughs> of course, he wants to win an Oscar. That's the silliest argument I've ever heard. You shouldn't win an Oscar because he wants to. Yeah, the only thing you'll have there is for the art, not awards. The I art. don't know what that means, but I do know what it means. But it's stupid. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do both, good and profitable. Next, Jose. Well, let's stick with movies. I think the the highest grossing movie for 2024 will be is Deadpool. Deadpool is coming out this year, right? Yes, with um with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that would be the highest grossing movie of the year. And Hugh Jackman playing the original. Wolverine. Plus there's, there's no other Marvel movie or DC movie out. Or I think there is a DC movie, but Marvel movie, there's nothing coming up of that one. They finally Stop. learned <laughs> Stop making movies. <laughs> Seriously, man. Again, another well, Disney fuck-up. Mess yeah. up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say it was Disney fuck-up. I just think when you're you, you're now the more the more the beginning it was more of the casual fans and casual fans turned into more more into the comic fans and people got in because back in like I'm a comic book reader so I collect comic books and like in when the the whole shutdown happened everybody got into comic books so when you go back and read it and you kind of look at what Disney's crap they're putting on because now if you look in the, and then you also think about all the new superheroes in the disney's are all women everybody's all in that and they were talking He's about gotta make me argue with them so, oh, well, <laughs> I, I don't think the women show? thing is, is at all related. oh you need the highest grossing about- film was was from a woman this barbie year. barbie Come on. Okay, Bar- I get it, Barbie. <laughs> but if the, sh- if the movie was about Ken, it wouldn't be selling. Movie was almost about Ken, by the way. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen it, just Ken. Yeah, if you've seen it, there was plenty of Ken. No, I'll say as a, someone who doesn't read comic books, Jose, that might be true. People who read the comic books were like, actually, this is horrible. Maybe for me, it's just I don't, I can't go see nine hundred movies a year. Okay, so let me ask you. So, let so me, that's what. If that's we, my if we, if we look up, if we look up the top five Marvel lowest grossing movies, I put any money. Four out of five are all women leads. Hundred percent. Like, like miss the last Miss Marvel movie. Yeah, you'll disagree. It was a good movie, but nobody went to see it because no one knows Miss Marvel is. Black Widow. She was in a bunch of Avenger movies. I Black Widow. I don't know who Miss Marvel is. Finally, Black Widow has her own thing. Oh, trash! Like it can. Like it's just nobody cares for that because no one knows who those characters are. Uh-huh. Like you can't. No, one's, yeah, no. 
I mean, I maybe, maybe. I don't know. I know who Black Widow is, so I didn't see the movie, though, in fairness. But, no, I think it's just because those are less popular characters. I think, and they might be less popular because they're women, but I don't think the women leads are the problem. I think it's these are characters nobody cares about. So why would you go see a movie? Especially when you have 900 movies from Marvel coming out. If you're going to skip any, it's going to be the ones about the characters you don't care about. You want to see Spider-Man. You can't see Spider-Man and Black Widow. So you're going to skip Black Widow so you can see Spider-Man. All right, Ryan, what's your second prediction? My second prediction is that in the 2024, in the lead up to the Grand Theft Auto. Oh, oh, not Vice City. What's it? Six. We'll just call it six for now. Um, Release. There's going to be a massive backlash on on social media i think twitter's gonna blow up i think it's gonna be all the normal voices and that's why we kind of talked about this last time when i said i think that the sales might not be where they were for, wait a uh, second five grand theft auto is not coming out in 2024 <laughs> no 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 no. it's coming out in 25 at the beginning i right. think by the end of the year we'll get more trailers we'll get more hype because they're trying to push us push us push us past the new year into 25 with the movie and, I and think an actual gonna be date back yeah, I think as soon as we get all those like those new trailers, the date, all that stuff, we're going to get a massive pushback. And I think, which is kind of this is tag on addendum, so it doesn't count. Uh, I do think it will hurt the sales of the game. That's my prediction. It will not. I, I get my, it will end in 2025. I don't really have much to comment there, but it'd be funny. <laughs> I don't think there's not. I don't think there's not one thing that will slow that bad boy down. Ooh, Pearl Clutch no. said you got no nipples. Pearl Clutching, Jose. No way. Clutch those pearls and pull them like a like a break, like an emergency break. <laughs> they can have homegirl that killed her mother as the main character, oh. and that bad boy won't stop none of us from playing that game. None of us, but other people. Wow. I think I agree with Jose though. <laughs> People want to play that game. They need something. No other video game is going to release for in that month because don't even. The only bother. thing no. there's only there's realistically only one thing, one thing that can scare everybody, and that and it's re- even that one thing will be hard. If there's a leak, the same dude that leaked everything that was right, saying that <laughs> that the game. Well, if he is whatever, whoever else his partner in crime, whoever did it, said that that game Game's was trash. sucked. Yeah, trash, bugged, or whatever that makes you second think, like make you feel like it's some cyberpunk 2.0 of Grand. It Grand seems Iowa. almost impossible for that game to suck. I think two two yeah. worlds will collide. The people who get nervous about the violence will meet the people who don't like that your main character is a female, and they will collide. And they will push the game below GTA five, but that's the 2025 prediction. So I'm just predicting the backlash. I'm not predicting this. The I'm not projecting sales. That's not this year. The backlash right. will be this year when the trailer gets dropped and the, you know, the date is dropped and all that good stuff. All right, guys, here's my final prediction for 2024. Matt is going to find love this year. Matt is going to meet a special person or rekindle with another one. Uh, and will be a very happy person by having his person in his life. That's good. It only makes sense for all the advice you all gave me to all the self-fulfilling epiphanies and prophecies I have learned and maybe learning running into some other people along the way that says this is going to happen. Plus, if you believe in numerology, this is a, I'm a 
my personal number here is a five. And when I talked to this guy at a bar in Miami, um, he told me, <laughs> he told me this is a perfect year for you specifically to grow relationships. It only makes sense. And man, it would be so darn cool. So Matt Brown will find love in 2024. All right. Boy, keep this. Keep we argue this. about this one too, Jose. Or <laughs> I hope. Keep, no, we keep all agree. This. We're all on keep team. This recording, here. boy. If I don't, this will be silly. But <laughs> we might as well try. Matt will find love manifesting in twenty twenty four. My God! Yeah, last one. I think. Oh, no, I I oh, can I say one last thing though? Oh, Just, go ahead. I saw this this viral TikTok. And I'm going to ask this person to come on, see if I can uh, um, get her to come on. She did this video where she she did a selfie of her dating history. She literally did a video before every date she went on. And I take out any stereotypes away. And she was a pretty woman, but she went on a lot of dates. Mm -hmm. And it ended up in it ended up on New Year's Eve that she didn't have a date. She was oh. with her BFFs. BFFs. But there's a lot of interesting things um, from that that I think would be a legitimate podcast, and sure. I commend her for trying. Um, and I hope she finds love. But um, when I saw that for some reason, I don't know why, I felt like, you know what? I'm going to have the opposite ending. <laughs> I certainly, certainly hope. But we are going to put as much energy as we can to find some love in 2024. I'm on the show. Call me. If you want to um, shoot your shot with me, of course, at Matt Brown 300 on Instagram. Or come on the show. I go have a date on my show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the you day? Jose will just watch. You'll be fine. Wouldn't that be the day? I'm sure that I told actually, you guys. That was actually my prediction. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, Jose, Wait, what? what's your prediction of 2024? Me and Ryan double date on the podcast. I'll find a random girl on the Tinder. So my and wife and I are gonna go on a date yes. with you and a stranger from Tinder on the podcast. <laughs> and, we'll, and what am I doing? <laughs> we'll just, we'll just I'm gonna host the date. Host, host, are we gonna play the dating the game? My yeah, name is Matt Brown. Let's start the show. My name is Matt Brown, and I'm the fifth wheel on this date. I am actually very down for that. No, I'm, I'm check. joking. I'm check joking. if you want. No, if no, I, do it. Do it. Let's do, do it. Do, that would be a great pod. I will screenshot. I will go to a real girl on Tinder that I match with. Be like, hey, you want to go on a date, our first date on a podcast? And let's see what happens. But my real prediction is Cody Rhodes is probably winning that belt, baby. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's Whoa! all we have? A coast? Of course? Yeah, well, he is. I mean, there's no way we get to the end of this year. Can you imagine? He's not the champion. I mean, I guess we could get to the end of this year and he's not the champion, but he will have won it at some point before the end of this year. Um, yeah, yeah. So, no, I agree with Jose 100%. I think we disagree on maybe when that's going to happen, <laughs> but um, I think that that's, that's probably the easiest bet in all of wrestling is that Cody Rhodes is going to be the WWE champion at some point in 2024. I'll give you a long shot if you want. Jay Uso wins yeah. in 2024. It's just me, Uso. Jay Uso Jay, for World Heavyweight Champion. Drew McIntyre, AEW. No. No one's going to AEW. Wouldn't it, boy, wouldn't it be... 
I wonder. Chip. They're not even getting Sasha Banks, by the way. Oh, sorry, Mercedes Monet. We call her Sasha because we'll be calling her Sasha again real soon. Five years, twenty-five million. She wants, or that's the rumor number. We'll be calling her Sasha again real soon. Boy, Cody Rhodes. That's a dream pod. He's definitely going to come <laughs> on one day. All right, Ryan, what's your final prediction All for right. 2024? So, as everyone has pointed out, my predictions have been big swings, right? Hoping that one of them pays off so I can say, I told you so. My last big swing, I might be too far ahead of the curb on this one, which is crazy given the last two. But I think that in 2024, the New York Times bestseller list will include a book, a novel, novel written entirely by AI. A person who does not one. exist, a person who does not exist will be a New York Times bestselling author in the year of 2024. For a Big hot second. Oh, go ahead. Huh? For a hot second, I thought you were going to say, it's me. No, 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 no. That'd be something else. I mean, that that would be an equivalent. I would say those two things are equally like <laughs> this particular moment. Um, but uh, I do think that the, the robots will beat me to it. Um, yeah, I think that AI is getting good real fast. Um, ChatGPT five coming out in November. <clears throat> there's already very popular books that are um, written entirely by AI. A lot of those books are hard to catch because there are real people who are using the AI and are claiming it to be like theirs. Um, and so you, they, they're saying they wrote it. I think that someone's going to come out or maybe a group of people. Like, I'm not even saying like, oh, we'll be duped and like, you know, you know, Chad Ryderson is going to be a AI, but we thought it was a person. I'm saying that intentionally a group of people are going to say, let's use AI to write a story, put it out there. And I think they'll do it. They'll create a fake person. No one's going to take ownership of this person. And that person's going to end up a New York times, uh, bestselling author, even though it's not a person, it's a collection of engineers who created an AI. Incredible stuff there. I think we all have some awesome predictions. I think this was a great way to start the new year. Now let's make the most of what's about to happen in 2024. And let us hope that at least one of these predictions becomes true. Or for some others, maybe you don't want them to come true. But <laughs> in general, for the show to look good, let's hope they come true. But I appreciate you, Ryan and Jose. And we're actually going to see you on Tuesday. Because we're doing special a special episode. podcast and we will and we you will see exactly what happens then. So we will see you on Tuesday with a brand new show with Ryan and Jose. See you then. See you then. This is a very productive conversation. Hell a great show to start off the year. A successful first week of the 2024 season. And let us Enjoy the moment. I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at ProcovalPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we got a fun week in store for you next week. So the shows next week are going to actually be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 
Tuesday, we have a very special show with me and Jose and Ryan. So I will let the show speak for itself when that drops. You do not want to miss a special episode with me, Ryan, and Jose. That will drop on Tuesday. Wednesday, we are back with another NFL show, and this time, we are going to begin our coverage of the NFL postseason. The Wild Card Weekend begins next week. Week 18 starts now, so we will recap very quickly what happened on Week 18, and then we will preview the Wild Card Round, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And we'll see who's going to make a push to the divisional round. Great times. We love January football. And then on Thursday, we are going to do another tweet cap. No tweet cap on Friday. Ryan can't record on Thursday. So we will drop another tweet cap on Thursday. So again, special show on Tuesday. We will discuss the beginning of the NFL playoffs on Wednesday, and then we will do another tweet cap on Thursday. So busy week ahead, so it's time to straight chill this weekend. I want to thank Jose Rivera and Ryan Page for coming on the show today to discuss the funny things that happened in our world this week. I want to thank Doloren, a.k.a. Alex DeJesus, for what he does behind the scenes, and I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what being the very best fan base a podcast can ask for. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I'll be seeing you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody, and don't forget to check in on your friends and family. All right, see you next week. Peace.